It's not a common occurrence that the city of Baltimore is mentioned in the Chuvas farm from the 1800s, but it does appear a couple times. And one of those times is in a Chuva from the Nitziv, in Chuvas Meshiv Dover, Simonayim Bays. And this is a Chuva that very much has to do with today's Daf, with Daf Chav Gimel in Daf Chav Bays in uh, Maid Cotton. So um, there actually are a couple Chuvas written to um, American cities in the Chuvas Meshiv Dover. One is written to uh, Cincinnati, there's one to New York, perhaps more. But one of the uh, cities mentioned is the city of Baltimore, and it's uh, Simonayim Bay. It's written to someone by the name of Paltiel, Lechavad Harav Mem Paltiel. I don't know who this was, but he was someone in Baltimore. He asked a Shaila from the Nitziv. So the Shaila was that he, this person, or someone, someone that he knew, got a Shmua, the one of their Kraven died. They, they heard through a uh, telegraph telegram that somebody died overseas in a different city, and this person was not planning on going to the Leviah, he wasn't going to be by the Kfur. The question is, when does his Avelus begin? So the Lashon of the Tzav is, he says, Asher chakar halach l'maisa b'misha noideloi al-yudei dilu grav, shemes kreva, shechavelis abulav makamacher, when should he begin his uh, his Avelus? An interesting Lashon over here, he, the Tzav says that he heard this shmua al-yudei dilu grav, dilug is dalad lamed vav gimel, and rav is reish bez. What, what, what is the meaning of this word dilu grav? What's a dilu grav? He heard through the Dilig Rav that the mace died, so the, um, that this person was Nifter, so what's, what is this Dilig Rav? So it, this is a word that was uh, coined in the 1800s, which sort of uh, fell out of usage, but Dilig Rav was actually a Hebrew word for the telegraph. The telegraph is something that allows you to skip over long distances, and Dilig means to skip, Rav means a lot, so th- this was a word made up to, uh, to mean a telegraph in Hebrew, and they made it sound like it was common in those days. It, it should sound like a telegraph. Dilagrav sounds like telegraph a little bit phonetically, and that was the word that was used. Very common word in the 1800s and that kufa in that literature of that, those times. But uh, sort of uh, fell out of use, usage out of that after that time. So Alkabanim, we heard it through the telegraph, and the question is, when does the avelus begin? And the Pasha says, if you look at our Gemara here, the Gemara says pretty clearly that. The people who um, plan on going with the Aaron all the way till the Kvura, so the Avelis begins once the uh, Nistam Hagailo, once the Kvura takes place. But those who do not plan on going all the way to the Kvura, if they're going to remain in their city, so then the Avelis begins, Once you, uh, you sort of uh, turn away from being Malava the Aaron, that's when the Avelis would begin. So over here, where he's not being Malava at all, Lachar should start right away. He's not going to be by the Kvura. The Pasha says the Avelis should start right away, and that's what it would seem from the Gemara, but the Nitziv. Was no, he felt that the Avelis would not start right away. The only time it starts right away is if he was actually Malava the Mace, who was somehow involved in the Levaya and the Kvura, and then when he turns away, that is the beginning of his Avelis. But if he was not involved at all, the whole Kvura, the whole Levaya, everything took place in a different city, then it cannot start right away, and Itaka won't start until the actual Kvura. He has to wait till the actual Kvura. That was the Chuva that he wrote to this Rapaltil from Baltimore. Now, the uh, happens to be that the Nitzvah's son in law, Rafal Shapiro, was Chaylik on him. He famously argued on his shver and the Nitziv. He has a tshuva about this. It's printed in the Stechemet, also printed in the uh, Tyrus Rafal, Chelekimel, Simon Mimdalid, where he says not like that. Talking about a different Shaila, says, Bala Adam, telegram, Yerachar, someone got a telegram from a different city, Shemesh Amkrevai. When does Avelis begin? And he said, You go with the Pasha Sagamara, that Avelis would begin right away. As soon as he hears it, that's like Mahadar Ape. That's considered when he, um, when he turned his face away from the mace, and therefore the Avelis would start right away. And uh, that, that's how Rafal Shabir held, not like the Nitziv, he quotes the Nitziv, he argues on him, and it's ironic that he writes over there in the Tshuva that, that he paskin this psak, Legabi the Nitziv himself. When the Nitziv was Nifter, his father-in-law, so his wife was sitting Shiva over her father, 
and uh, the, the he said the Nitziv was in a different city. He was Nifta in Varsha, and they were in uh, wherever they were at the time in a different city. And he told his wife that the um, the Avelis will start should start right away, because that's considered Mahara Ape Legabe this. So that Nitziv's own daughter seemed to go like Bifal Shapiro Legabe the Avelis, not like her father, not like the Nitziv. And I was watching over there as Keshabat Telegram Mi Varsha Mi Pteris Marchami Hagain. So he says he got a telegram from Varsha that the Nitziv was Nifter over there. Now why was the Nitziv Nifter in Varsha? He lived in Velazhin his whole life. So what happened was is that the uh, when the Velazhin yeshiva was was closed around the year 1892, so together with closing the yeshiva, the, the government decreed that the Rabban of Yeshivas have to leave Velazhin. They can't even be in Velazhin, so the Nitziv had to leave. He also had a lot of chayvis, a lot of debts from the yeshiva that had to be paid up. And he went around fundraising, and he ended up in Varsha for the fun, fundraising purposes. And he had a lot of agma snefesh, a lot of tsar from the shiva closing down, and he writes that that is what eventually uh, led to his death, and he ended up dying in Varsha, and that's why the Nitziv was nifter in Varsha. And it's interesting to note that his grandson, Reb Chaim Salvechik, was also nifter in Varsha, and they ended up being buried right next to each other in Varsha. Reb Chaim also didn't live in Varsha, but during World War One, he was uh, he was Gaila to Minsk, and then he was ended up um, somehow near Varsha, and when he was Nifter, the uh, the Pesach was given they should be buried in Varsha. So they both ended up being nif- uh, buried next to each other in Varsha, and uh, Rabbi Leib Shtamin used to say, you see from here, that these things, it's always Bahashkacha where a person would end up being buried, and both the Nitzv and Rebchaim, who didn't really live in Varsha, ended up being buried in Varsha right next to each other, because that was the Ratzon Hashem, and I'll just end off with uh, something interesting on the Matseva of Rebchaim. When it describes Rebchaim, it refers to him as the Rav HaChesed Sar HaTara. So it doesn't only call him a Sar HaTara, but Rav HaChesed, Reb Chaim is famous for his Ga'inus and Tara, everybody knows about that, but it, it seems that as great as he was in learning, that's how great he was in Chesed. He was a tremendous Val Chesed, his house was open to everyone, and he would mamish give everything his, everything he had to uh, help people out, and that's why the, those words Rav Chesed appear in his Matseva, even before the word Sar HaTara, has a little bit about the uh, godless in Tara Reb Chaim and his godless in Chesed.